the negative internal monologue that most of us have in our head, we need to turn that into an ally. We need to turn that monologue into our biggest cheerleader. And so we need to be kind to ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Because because going down that rabbit hole of beating ourselves up, nothing gets done at all. It just, everything grinds to a halt. And so if we can stay out of that rabbit hole and stay kind and loving and forgiving and just, we will be and the world will be better for it. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and today's episode is going to be full of wisdom and experiences and tidbits to help you along your journey. And it's a journey that I have most certainly been on in the past couple of years that y'all have walked alongside me. So I'm really excited to share our guest today. Let me tell you about who you're about to have as another person to think of in your life and have those words in the back of your mind when you need that encouragement, which is half of what the show is all about. Jennifer Standish is the author of Permission Granted, Live Your Life Full of Joy and Peace, a book that offers readers practical advice on how to create an amazing life regardless of their past experiences. She is also the founder and president of Give Yourself Permission, which helps women create new rules for their lives so they can overcome limiting attitudes that prevent them from achieving career success and finding happiness. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Super excited to have this conversation on so many levels. I guess I, I want to maybe get in the, the way back machine a little bit because I know that we all have our stories and how we have arrived at the season of life that we're in now. And now you're really talking about some important things from a place of power and authority. But I have a feeling that maybe that's not been the case along the whole journey. So can you take us back to like why you wrote this book and what the backstory is? So, yes, so it's fascinating. It's also very funny. So I wrote this book. Well, originally it was a money grab. I said, you know what? Nobody's talking about permission. And I just want to do something like chicken soup for the soul where I can do like, you know, give yourself permission, women, give yourself permission, teenagers, give yourself permission, love, give yourself permission, career, right? And just had these little tiny books you know, that were all like, you know, four inches by four inches and you could set them on the counter and you could buy sets and they would be super easy. There'd be no journalistic integrity to it. It would just be like this cute little thing. And so I, I went to a whole bunch of publishers and everybody loved the idea. And I settled on one publisher and I wrote the first 20 permissions and they were gut-wrenching. And I sent them to the editor and I was like, all right, this is not what we talked about. <laughs> But I thought I would just send them to you anyway, because these come from my past, having been raised by a narcissist. And, you know, it's interesting, but I'll get on the right ones, you know, the, the ones we discussed, but I just thought I'd share them. And she goes, oh, Jen, this is the book you need to write. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that's a, that's a departure from what I thought, you know? You're like, I was going to be all lighthearted and fluffy yeah. and like, you want the hard truth. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, no, I think we could do the other stuff. 
you know, we could do the fluffy like. We'll get to that. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm to the merch. Let's do the merchandise. Like, let's do the mugs, the t-shirts. Like, I really like it truly was just like this pure marketing, you know, fluffy stuff. And 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 it really was. It was the permissions, you know, the first 20 were the hardest permissions that I as I was recovering and trying to like put my life back together again after having a nervous breakdown in my 20s. Oh my god. Um of, you know, the result of, you know, what happens when you're raised by a narcissist and I emerged from college a shell of a human being where I had no idea who I was, what I wanted, what I was good at. I had no moral code. I had nothing. I was just like this shell. And so how does somebody like this operate in the world? Well, you don't. You end up crumbling. And that's what I did. And so I had to start putting myself back together again. And in many regards, these were the rules. These were the rules that I, these were, this was the foundation upon which I had to then start building my life. And so, it, and it really kind of took 20 years, much like, you know, birth to 20, you know, I mean, it takes a long time to build your foundation. Especially well, you had to reparent yourself essentially, right? I mean, like you, you have had- to put you have to parent yourself. You have to work. You got to provide for yourself. You got to go. You know, I mean, and there's and I, I was. It's very much like when you are a child and you go into Baskin Robbins. Your parent probably, if they're wise, gives you six flavors. Like yeah, <laughs> they're like they don't give you thirty one. They give you six. And then as you get older, you get to just, you know, you end up going through all 31. But as an adult, you walk in and you go, oh, no, I get 31. You get to taste every single one. And every single flavor has the potential to be a mistake. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So lots of mistakes, lots of going down roads and backing up, you know, lots of like, oh, I think this is me. And then it's not me. And then it, this is me. No, it's not me. And so as you're doing this in your 20s, 30s, or I was doing this in my 20s and 30s. So there were lots of mistakes, lots of dead ends, lots of just, and it's hard because as everybody else is building their lives, I'm still trying to figure things out. So I really do feel as if I'm 10 to 20 years behind everyone. But if and, I could just interject real quick there as somebody, I mean, I've been coaching people for 10 and a half years and like really before that in, in my career and whatnot as a, as a leader, but like as an actual certified coach for 10 and a half years. So you can imagine the volume that I've I've dealt with yeah. and how many different, you know, backgrounds have come to, to my attention. What you're describing is not rare. Like to have 20 years that you're now trying to undo and you're trying to undo it quickly. And like, you have to go back and process those things so that you can then decide, well, what do I want for myself now? I don't have to have the permissions of people from the past and those voices of the past and the experiences of the past. Like when people wake up like you did and see like, today's the day that I can start doing things differently. That is more common than like it, it just, it doesn't even take being raised by a narcissist or having a traumatic childhood to, I mean, obviously yours is like at a whole new level. So you, you come at this with like a lot more urgency, maybe of like, let's get it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there was just so much more, but no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I'm a coach and, and and I work with people who have, uh, uh, some of my clients have severe imposter syndrome and yeah. they have anxiety through the roof and they've gone through 
multiple bouts of cancer because of this anxiety. And they're in their mid 50, you know, and they're just finally giving themselves permission to, I love, I love that phrase, give yourself permission, you know, to relax and real, and they realize they're looking back. And so, yeah, it really isn't, you know, and that's one of the things that I had to realize was it's, it's really not uncommon. And so what? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, what? And one of the things that I used to years ago, I used to it used to get me angry. It was like, oh, what I could, what could I have accomplished if I had had a loving, supportive family? And then one of my friends said, "You don't really know, <laughs> or you might not have accomplished anything." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so now I really look at it all as I've come so far to say it's really a gift it is because i could help people you know i've i've struggled with suicidal depression you know narcissistic parental abuse imposter syndrome anxiety panic attacks you know it, workplace career sort of stuff like and my bucket is so full of things that i've had to heal that i can now help other people so i really look at it as well now it's just a gift yeah and, i agree and now And some recent experiences that I've had in my life, as I was moving through it, I was aware of how much more compassion I could then show up with other women who have experienced something similar. And it was like instantly people were coming to me for a very specific thing because they saw how I was moving through a season and they wanted to move through that season in that same way. And so it's like, okay, this really sucks right now, but you know, just like the um, mythological creature Chiron is um, the wounded healer, you know. And there's yeah. a reason why I call my house Chiron's Cove. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I live in LA, and we have a huge homeless problem. Yeah. And um, I bet that there are a tremendous amount of healers within Oof. that community. And if we, and and I just, you know, maybe that's, you you just solve it one person at a time. And maybe the people who are really struggling are really the healers that need to heal themselves so that they can turn around and help that next homeless person get off and then help that next person. And you can feel it when you're in their presence too. That's what's crazy. Well, Well, if you're awake enough, I guess. But so I, I would love to get your definition because the word narcissism gets thrown around after bad dates and like (laughs) getting ghosted on a dating app and it's all over Instagram and everybody's a narcissist and you and I know that like narcissistic personality disorder is a very specific mental health issue that is not for everyone although it is something that I think since reality TV and social media the propensity of it has increased or at least awareness of it but like not everybody's a narcissist so can you not everybody that rubs you the wrong way is a narcissist let me say that can you describe what what that means like the fact that you were actually raised by a narcissist who did clinical damage Yes. Yes. So it's this, uh, somebody who lacks empathy. And, and I believe narcissists are created where sociopaths are born. Mm-hmm. They look very similar, whereas sociopaths are incredibly confident and they come from a position of strength. Narcissists are incredibly insecure and they need people to prop up 
they're and constantly reinforce that insecurity. They're incredibly damaged people. And they use and exploit and manipulate other people to feel good. Mm. And when it's a parent, they're manipulating and exploiting their children to make themselves feel better about their wound. And I don't believe that children of narcissists go through the traditional child development phases because our emotional needs weren't met because they we weren't cared for. We weren't, they didn't care about addressing, you know, what our needs as children were. So we were very much left alone to fend for ourselves. And so the anxiety that, you know, children felt, the hypervigilance, the, it was just bananas. And she was not violent, but she was scary, really scary. And my father was the enabler and he, he was very much a child and he was terrified of her as well. And so the whole house revolved around what what would keep mom happy and calm. And so when I emerged a college graduate, that's all I knew was how to was how to keep one person happy. And so I was incredibly codependent mm-hmm. and I was a great employee because all I did was keep my boss happy, you know? And so, I mean, the damage is just profound. I tell people that, you know, narcissists, they hijack their children's childhoods and then sabotage their adult lives because we're not raised to succeed. And I look at my siblings who didn't end up escaping you know, and they've kind of struggled their whole lives yeah. and they're still kind of, you know, attached. And so, and that serves her and that serves my mother in, in many ways. And of course you're the black sheep, bad person. You're the one yes. that, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I have no connection to my biological family. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. Well, as you need to protect yourself in your adulthood. So, I mean, yeah. And those are hard choices sometimes that you have to make. And I'm not advocating that you get upset at a family member and then you just cut them off. But when there is abuse and there's an abuse cycle and there's no end to the abuse, ending abusive relationships really, truly is the only option for your mental health. Only option. And I'm not a, I'm not a psychologist. So that that's Amber's opinion based on what I have learned from psychologists. So yeah. I'll say that, look it up yourself. But yeah, you said a word, it's a word that stings in my soul <laughs> and that's codependency. So that is rampant with women. Like, let me fix it all at my own risk, at my own health, at my own satisfaction. I will be over here having a panic a- attack in the corner as long as you all have everything that you need and you're all set up. Yeah. Where does that come from? Well, I mean, in a parental narcissistic abuse is that you've got to keep this one person happy. Or else. And and yes, or else. And your happiness doesn't matter because she could be very volatile. And, you know, that's the rule of the house. And this is all that matters. And, you know, so, um, but it does set you up for a lifetime of suffering. Uh, because your needs are never met, but you never even get to figure out what your needs are. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so and you, then you get thrown into motherhood and spousal situations and perhaps. leadership yes. roles and volunteering. And then now you don't just have your narcissistic mother or whatever your situation was from the past that put you on to the codependent journey. But yeah. you now you're doing that in volume. Well, what happened to me was I was one person with a boyfriend. I was another person with my friends. I was another person at work. And the boyfriend kind of went away and then the friend situations kind of changed. And then I progressed in my career to the degree where I was no longer just parroting what my bosses wanted. It was now I was kind of expected to have opinions because I was senior enough to, you know, it was, well, now Jennifer needs to think on her own. And I had no original thoughts. No. <laughs> I just was just like, well, this is what my boss would say. And so it was like, well, that's not enough anymore. And I had none. And I panicked and I had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> As I, I mean, like clearly, nothing, I, I, I can't I imagine what the alternative would be. And so I had a nervous breakdown and I ended up selling sodas and juice at a strip club on Sunset Boulevard. Well, that's all, you know, I, and there's I your next step. <laughs> Yeah, yep, yep. That was my next career move. And I made a ton of money and I put myself in therapy and I walked into my therapist's office and I said, I, I'm blonde and I like pizza. And that's all I know about myself. And I was 24 and he said, all right, we'll begin there. Yeah. But that's really, that's really truly it. It was like, I, I knew my hair color and that I liked pizza. And that's it. That's all I knew. And so I, I think at this point, Jennifer, like that's where you didn't need permission. Like that's where you went and did something that was, you went left instead of right. And, and you stepped into your own power, even if it didn't feel like it at the time. So we've talked a lot about the problem, which I, I, I just feel like so many listeners, maybe they didn't have a narcissistic abusive, you know, parent or whatever, but we all have that stuff in our background that brought us to where we are today, <clears throat> excuse me, of why we look to others for our worth, why we look to others for, well, what do I do next? Or, well, what do you want and need? Because I don't even know what I want and need. I mean, you knew you're blonde and like pizza and like full stop, like that's a problem. Also, not all that uncommon when I'm sure you've had this experience in coaching too, Jennifer, where it's like, you know, well, who do you want to become? I've never thought that through before. Or that's yep. the first time I've ever given consideration to that. I don't think I could tell you on the spot. Like that is consistently yes. something that I hear and I'm like, wow. Oh. And so then I quit asking that question because I needed to ask other questions before we could even get there. So yeah. you wrote this book and it's permission granted. So let's start talking about the solutions to move for it from whatever that background is for us to where you are now, which is a life full of joy and peace. It's life I'm enjoying living right now too, Jennifer. <laughs> good, good for you. Harmony is my word of 2023. And I'll tell you what, you either move me towards it and you get to stay or you move me away from it. And hey, no, no bad thoughts, no bad energy. You live your nice life way over there. Right. God way. bless. God bless. God bless you. The back <laughs> yeah. of your head looks lovely, just so you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so where do we even begin? Like, where do we even begin to give, like, is it permission from you? Or are we giving permissions to ourselves? Giving permission to yourself to live authentically. Mm. 
Mm. And the book is filled with permissions that I had to give myself in order to be happy. And my hope is that readers will identify with a lot of them and will probably not identify with all of them. But, you know, give yourself permission to have an alternative job that's outside of corporate America. You'll be better for it. Because, you know, there's a lot of ways to make money. It doesn't have to be nine to five. You can't be self-employed. You can work at a strip club selling sodas and juice. That was a great experience for me because it taught me there's a lot of different ways to make money. It doesn't have to be corporate America. And that freed me up. So now I've been, you know, I've been weaving in and out of corporate America my entire life. And I've had, you know, I'm better for it. It, it can be as simple as, I don't want to wear a traditional female bathing suit. I want to wear, like, I want to, when I go to the beach, I want to wear a, a tank top and I want to wear, like, swim trunks because that's what I feel comfortable in. Good for you. And I want to enjoy the beach and be in the water that way. That's, and that's authentic to me, right? It can be no more diet. No more no. diet. <laughs> God, yes. Right. Like, no, like that's a, you know, dieting is like a truly a feminist issue. Right. And we will. So, so like no more diets. I don't need to be, you know, I I don't need to be thin. Yeah. It's not permission not to be thin. I, you know, and food is not the end. Uh, Nor is your body. Right. And, and also give yourself, like for me, it was like, give yourself permission to love, like, I love my family's soul but I don't love who they are physically, you know, their physical manifestation in this life. So I ha- had to make the decision to sever relationships with them. But I know that like when we all pass, we'll meet up again and we will be fine. So that's how I make peace with it is that I love their souls because their souls are beautiful and pure, but who they are in this lifetime is I can't honor. So, so it's just all sorts of little things to be too. Like, I think that's fair because you can accept somebody and understand where their wounding comes from and you can have empathy for that person and, and oodles of compassion. And, but that doesn't mean that you need to allow for them to have influence on your experience of this life. And you don't have to listen to their negativity or their abusive language or their physical abuse like you can love from afar I I love that you brought that up because it's not a I hate them I can't deal with them it can be like I love you and I understand where this is coming from and it hurts me to even understand the level of hurt that has brought you to this place and you have the choice to go get help you have the choice to go find healing and you're not choosing that. So I'm going to choose me and my mental health. That's it. Yeah. It's yeah. just really that easy. Yeah. 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 So, so, you know, that's my hope with the book is that people will just, you know, look, look read it and, and have epiphanies and be like, oh, yes. But also understand that it's really, you're giving permission to yourself and to align with what makes you happy. And, look at and i do workshops and i have a workbook or companion piece to the Ooh, book which, so good yeah where it's where it's literally like what are all of the rules the foundational rules that you were taught as a child about money about career about family about children about marriage about sex about all of these things what were you taught and what doesn't work for you like what doesn't serve you 
and let's rewrite them. What's yeah. the new rule? Because your rule you get to choose. You get to choose. You know, you don't have to live by your program. And many of the programming that you have is limiting your life and is keeping you small and is keeping you very safe and invisible. And so it's encouraging, you know, I, I always encourage people to take a look at, you know, what were you programmed? What are, I call them foundational rules. They're the, the, the rules in which, you know, you were taught as a child. They're the foundation. And what works for you and what doesn't. And some may work for you. God bless, keep them. But which ones don't? Yeah. And and I learned these foundational rules actually when I was teaching people how to cold call because I'm a cold calling expert and I was a sales consultant and I was working with people who had severe call reluctance. And because they not, might be told no or <laughs> well, it was I don't want to I don't want to bother anybody. I don't want to be a pest. I don't want to right. So there are all of these foundational rules that we're taught as children that really get in the way of making a cold call. And so I would very, I would tell people, I'd be like, I give you permission to call a business during business hours to discuss business. <laughs> it's how business gets done. IBM was built on cold calls, right? It's how, it's how business gets done. Yeah. So, so I give you permission to do this. And it, it was like, well, I don't want to bother anybody. Well, okay, well now we've got to talk about, are you really bothering? And do you have a value? Are you really offering something of value? But anyway, but that's those, that's where those foundational rules come from, really. Yeah. Is how and so what foundational rules do you have that are getting in your way? And so here's and my observation of, on that. Um, I think part of I mean, there's so many reasons why. So bombshell, if this is you, I'm not calling you out. I'm inviting you to think about why. Why don't you want to create your own rules? Because at this point, what's comfortable is that somebody else created this rule. I'm the martyr who's stuck with it. I can point the finger back there at this problem and I don't have to take responsibility for it. But when we rewrite our own rules and we get that wrong, which by the way, you can't get it wrong because you never get there if I can quote Abraham Hicks, but like... <laughs> you will find a way to recover. I promise there is always another choice that you can make. And so if I rewrite the rules and then something doesn't go right, I can no longer point at somebody else. I have to point at me. And I find that that's a, that's a roadblock for women who have this need to always get it right because of the same stuff that they're coming from. So where were you in the journey and what would, what advice would you give to women like that? who are scared to just own and take responsibility for the good and the bad in their life where all fingers point back to them. Yeah. Well, that's the 31 flavors is like, <laughs> yeah. those flavors are going to be mistakes is that that's the learning. Yeah. It's the, that's the learning. And, and there are really no mistakes. It's just, okay, you learned that wasn't right. Yeah. You never uh, would have known that if you hadn't tried. And so Life is full of lessons and learning and very few mistakes are so permanent that they change the trajectory of your life. You had a and, nervous breakdown and now you've written a book and you're on podcasts all the time and you teach workshops right. and people pay you for your advice. Like everything's recoverable, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So don't beat yourself up about it and be yeah. like, oh, okay, well, I made that mistake. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you can always make more money. You can always... You know, the one thing you don't get is time. Be be aware of time because you don't get that back. But you can always make more money. 
you can always, you know, fix a relationship. You can always. Most millionaires have lost their millions multiple times before they got their greatest amount of wealth because to them, it's just, it's just yeah. kind of part of it. It's not like a, oh, and there goes my whole life right there. It's like, I did it once. I could do it again. Like, it's not. No. Yeah. It's being you, tenacious. It's it's being relentless. It's it's not giving up. Yeah. That's what will determine your success more than the fact that, you know, I've never made a mistake. If you live a life where you never make a mistake, you're living a very small life. A very small life. And then if you have something somewhere that we capture that says, if you don't work towards being a better version of yourself consistently, you'll never reach your full potential in life or business. And I just wanted to reach out and hug you on that because like every single day is an opportunity to learn about yourself, learn about how you impact others, learn about how other people's perspectives could be helpful to you, learn how to do things differently, learn how to reparent yourself, learn. There's so many different things that you can learn that will enhance yeah. who you are and what you're capable of. So where does that come from for you? Like, what have your observations been that where you felt like that needs to be shared? Because I, I think I'm self-taught. I'm self-taught. You know, I have a basic business education. You know, everything I've learned, I've learned through doing and making mistakes and figuring out my way. And so I think that every decision is a learning opportunity. Yeah. Now and we should all take advantage of it. And learning never stops. Yeah. It never stops. And it doesn't have to take place in a certificate program or a degree program. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's living life and living a full life and being conscious and mindful is is a great educator. Mm, so, so good. I'll you know, when it comes to business, I often tell like especially those high achieving women who are afraid to get it wrong, which is a ton. And I, I've found especially women with mother wounds tend to be super high achievers, perfectionists, because that's what they aspire to in their, you know, in their becoming as, as a kid. And so that's just the pattern that they're in. And it's like, you know what, we could put life in this as well. But business is a Petri dish. It's It's like, it's just an experiment. So if we could just take all of the shackles that we put on ourselves about like how right we have to get everything and just think like a scientist. A scientist has a hypothesis, something that they're just trying to prove or disprove. They don't have an attachment to the outcome. It is an experiment. And so then they have this list of different things that they're going to try to either prove or disprove this hypothesis. And when one thing doesn't work, they don't go, well, I'm a failure and the world is coming to an end and I'm never going to be able to recover from this. They just go, oh, okay, that didn't work, which means now in this next experiment, we're not going to do this thing because we just proved that won't work. So we're going to take that off the table and now we're going to try it that way. And y'all, that's just what life is. It's it all is. It, is. <laughs> it really is. Don't attention value to us, you know. It's just like, oh, okay, that didn't work. Yeah, you know, I and got that bad wrong. Right, right. Oh my gosh, you pivot. You take your learnings and then you pivot, right? And I have pivoted so many times that right. I'm a ballerina. I just did it. I just <laughs> <pivoted. laughs> I feel like I need to fly out to LA and let's go have tea or something somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, I, I feel like we need like 38 more episodes, but most certainly before we get into how you can find our book, and I didn't even know about the workbook, shame on me, but that is especially when you're doing the work like this, especially when you are 
like having to dig into your own story and your own thoughts and your own opinions that you're maybe not even accustomed to hearing from yourself, having the workbook to go along with the book allows you to pause and really feel the information and and write it out and and think through it and sit with it and then put the book up for a day and like let it, you know, like it's not all going to get done today, but I, I, I want to get to where we're going to find that. Obviously, I'm pretty excited right. about it. But before we get into all of that, I have to ask my my question. I'm really interested on what you're going to say. Last question of every podcast episode is what parting piece of advice would you give a bombshell, a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business or someone who's on the journey of becoming a bombshell? Be kind to yourself. Just be kind. Yeah. We're so awful to ourselves. The internal, the negative internal monologue that most of us have in our head, we need to turn that into an ally. We need to turn that monologue into our biggest cheerleader. And so we need to be kind to ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Because, because going down that rabbit hole of beating ourselves up, nothing gets done at all. It just, everything grinds to a halt. And so if we can stay out of that rabbit hole and stay kind and loving and forgiving and just we we will be and the world will be better for it. Mm. So true. <laughs> so good and so true. And something that we have to remind ourselves of daily because it's, it's human nature. It really is. So it's mindset, you know, mm -hmm. and the quality of your life is determined in large degree by your mindset. And we have full control over our thoughts. We don't realize that, but we have lots of choices and we can choose to look at a situation a dozen different ways. And we could look at it negatively and we are programmed in our survival mode, you know, when we were being chased by dinosaurs and we yep. were eight to look at things negatively, but you can hijack that and say, no, I'm going to choose to look at this as a learning it's a learning event, a learning experience, or I'm going to choose to look at this as, as something positive. Like, you know, oh, great. I now don't have to get on that flight and go to that conference. I'm delighted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm delighted that there's this traffic and I missed my flight because now I don't have to go away from me. I mean, there's so, so take control of your, I yeah. wonder, I wonder what I'm going to experience because I didn't get to experience the thing that I thought I was going to. I wonder what's possible now. Right. I wonder, you know, I wonder if this is the universe intervening and now that there's something else that's better. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. there is. You and I both yeah. know there always is. Nothing yeah. is a mistake. Nothing right. is a mistake. So even the mistakes. Yeah. So finding you, first of all, we need to find her on LinkedIn. All of these will be in the show notes. Everything I say will be in the show notes at amberhurdle.com forward slash podcast with an S. Look for Jennifer uh, Standish's episode. If you're listening to this well into the future and not the week or weeks that it was published, then, you know, just go back into the archives. There's a quick little button that you can or link that you can click to go and find this. And and so definitely want to connect on LinkedIn because we do business on LinkedIn. We are business yeah. women. Then you can also go to jenniferstandish.com and then you can find her book, of course, at link on your website, Amazon, all the normal places. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I, and I actually, yeah. And 
Really, it's just go to Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yeah. And if you want the workbook, you just contact me through LinkedIn and I can send it to you. Or And I use it a lot with clients. And so we can you know, work together, do a couple sessions and work through it. Yeah. And what does that look like from a coaching perspective? Do they book like a discovery call with you on your website and then see Yeah. Well, you know, and- what I'm doing now is I offer intuitive clarity calls where, you know, it's $95, it's an hour and they're very healing. And it's very often it's exactly what somebody needs and that's all they need. But some people, you know, want to continue to come back. And then we work out some sort of package. And you can find all of that information on my LinkedIn profile. But I don't like sticking people in packages immediately because they need to kind of know how to work with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, sometimes, you know, a lot of times it really is just one or, you know, one or two calls. That's that's all that's needed. And so they don't need 10. But I do work with clients, you know, long term. And I am the kind of like their secret weapon at work where I'm just like their business coach. Yeah. And, you know, we can work, you know, I have clients that we're working with for years and we just meet once a week and, you know, it's a beautiful relationship. I love that. It's like the amount of support that you need for this issue. And I'm not going to hard sell you on all the other stuff. Yeah. Yep. I'm really flexible. Before we get married. Yeah. 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 That's how I am in all the work that I do. People come to me, they want some long engagement and I'm like, let's start with this. And then you could decide if you even like working with me and then we can commit to a more, you know, cause that's the last thing you need is to have a relationship with somebody that's longstanding that just doesn't feel energetically aligned. So yeah. 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 I love that, Jennifer. You're so great. Well, before I yeah. wrap up and tell everybody all the things, thank you so much for your brave and bold all the things the bombshells are, redirect on where your life could have gone. And thank you for shining so brightly for the rest of us to learn from. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I yeah, really do. For sure. And thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. So bombshell, you could see why I was pretty stoked about having Jennifer on the podcast today, because I, I have to imagine that that probably hit a lot of you right between the eyes and maybe a little bit in the gut and maybe Gertrude got on your shoulder and started telling you all the things and, and we know what to tell Gertrude. She needs to just shut on up and we redirect our thoughts just like Jennifer taught us today. I, I'm very, very much aligned with Jennifer's feedback and her experiences and her recommendations. And so I can't encourage you enough to take a stab just what could go wrong if you buy this book and ask her for a workbook and connect with her on LinkedIn like what's the worst thing that can happen it's your next step it is your very next step and that's all you need to know just your next step the rest of life will unveil with each next step so there's your next step for this and then as it is it relates to you know really connecting with other bombshells if you know somebody who might find this powerful because they had an experience and they've overcome it and you know that send this to them. If somebody is really stuck right now, send this episode to them. Otherwise, we would love your rating and review. It just helps us reach more bombshells. It trips up that algorithm so that people can get the suggestion to listen to this or watch this episode. So we treasure that from you. I very much appreciate the limited amount of time that you're spending, that your limited time that you're choosing to spend with me and my guests each week that we produce this. And I just hope that this was as meaningful to you as it was to me. And I will see you on the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.